You're about to listen to a message from Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, essentially, um, what we, I believe the Lord was uh, stirring us up to think on and to meditate on on Sunday is to become spiritually wise. Okay, to become spiritually wise, spiritually aware. Okay, we, we, we established that our Lord Jesus, or rather Christianity, is, is, the, is the faith, is, is, the, is the truth, is the real deal. Because we are the only ones that have someone come from that world we are talking about to this our world to show us how it's done. You know, we sing the song. You say you came from heaven to, uh, to do what? To show the way. Okay, so our Lord Jesus left heaven, left the spiritual realm and came here and became a man and dwelt with us and showed us how the two could what? Be coordinated and he did his own perfectly. Praise the Lord. And by doing it, he now left us an example so that we that are coming from here can also now, he came from heaven to earth. He came from the spiritual, you know, high and came down to show us how the two can be coordinated. So that we that are coming from down, receiving the bed from above, can do what? Successfully coordinate the two and live victoriously. Somebody say amen. Amen. That's what it is. And that's why Christianity is not on the same level with any other one. There are are a lot of people who have taught people how to make their lives better, how to get better. But they are all coming from a realm. They have never ascended to that realm. Praise the Lord. It's only in Christ that we have someone come from the Spirit into our world and show us how you can live on earth and connect with heaven and then be in path. He said, whatever I see my father do, that I do. Was the father here? The father was not here. Praise the Lord. Now, that is the main thing about the born again child of God. Once you become born again, you become aware of that kingdom. That's why he said, unless you're born again, you cannot see. So, born again makes you to be aware of that kingdom. Those who are not born again don't even know it's there. Then after you're born again, John 3, 5, and 6, now it says, if you're now born of the Spirit and water, what will you do? You enter, you begin to operate. And that's why the Bible says, as many as are led of the Spirit, how? These are the sons of God. Okay? So you, some people, a lot of people are aware, but they've not started operating in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. But as you yield to the Spirit of God, you begin to understand these things. And you see that, you see, with that understanding, there is an ease. Because you know what is at stake. Just like our our sister reminded us, Esau, you see, Esau's problem was ignorance. The Bible calls him a profane person. Okay? Profane is not an arm robber. He's just, just, um, you know, mentally, he's not thinking right. 
Okay? Another word is secular. He was only seeing the physical. And that's why he could say to the brother, he said, what is birthright? I'm, I'm hungry, man. Do you understand? What, what, what is God said? I, let's do this thing, man. Do you understand? What is, uh, 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 you know, is a sin? What is sin? If it feels good, do it, man. Doesn't it make sense? You understand? But, but that is because they're ignorant of what? Of this other dimension. Now, when you get born again, you become aware of this dimension. And our Lord Jesus operated, showing us in every sphere, in every situation, that you can't live here and, you know, ignore what is going on there. When, when in John uh, eighteen thirty six, we can open to it. John eighteen thirty six, at the height of his trial and all the harassment that were harassing him. He, he said to them, he made a statement there. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. This is a statement that has helped me personally as a Christian. No matter the trial the enemy brings to me, when I remember this, it just stabilizes me. Because they said to them, yeah, my kingdom what, is not, there are two kingdoms. Praise the Lord. There is a kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven that we're talking about. And then there's this kingdom where we are. Okay. Now, as long as we are more mindful of this one, we will be less mindful of what? That one. As, as we become more mindful of that one, what happens? We become less mindful of this one. However, we always have to be in the two. So what our Lord Jesus was answering here was, he, 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 was, he was being challenged, you know, and the option was, ask the Father for a legion of angels, and they will deliver you. But you see, if they deliver him here, sorry, if they deliver him here, then he will lose his place there. So he had to allow himself to be led here to slaughter so that he can attain what? The position that belongs to him there. At every point in time, that's what is being played out. Is, is it as simple? Is, is, is it not simple? It's simple. It's simple. For those of us here who have a dual, you know, physical citizenship, if you're in America, you can't be in Nigeria. So some people in America, you know, from time to time, they just miss the joints with this year one, the point and kill. They leave American cup. You can't be eating point and kill and be having 24 hours electricity. Do you understand? You have to. Hey, why are you looking at me? If you miss it too much, you come here. Then when you come here, if, uh, if police, you know, disturb you, say, park, park where? Where did they go? From where to where? And you miss the, you know, the respect and whatever. Then you leave here and go. You can't be in the two at the same time. That's what it is. So the Christian who understands this begins to know how to navigate life. But the challenge is that many believers haven't understood this. So we become born again because we know, and rightly so, that our God is almighty. Our God is omnipotent. Our God is all of that. We want to bring all the benefits of the kingdom there to bear here. It cannot work. Praise the Lord. It doesn't work. Once you want to do that, you expose yourself to being brought down by the enemy. Because he knows that in that war he has lost. The devil does not have any hope. What he has is destruction, judgment waiting for him. You have a hope. You're going somewhere. I remember when we were small, those days when we go to the village, okay? When we go to the village, no matter how bigger, you know, the, the town boys were bigger than the village boys. 
Okay, we ate more protein than them, even though it was the same DNA, they were cousins and all of that. So because you ate more protein and all of that than them, when you come home for Christmas, if you look for their trouble, they will beat you well, well. And they will beat you with vengeance because I just, that's, they, they, I brought, they will show you that, they, <laughs> you understand? How can you enjoy more than them and then come and beat them? They will beat you. Now the devil knows that he's not going anywhere, his own is settled. Do you understand? That's why he doesn't play with us. He wants to finish us. He wants to destroy us. His judgment has been said. We will have mercy. He doesn't have mercy. Praise the Lord. When God looks at us, we are the objects of his love. But he has been condemned. So how can you be going to heaven and then come here and be struggling for things with him? He will deal with you. These are areas where I disagree with most people but it's clear in the Bible. If you read the Bible, let me show you another scripture before I move on. In James 2, James chapter 2 verse 5. James was one person that was very practical. Let's read what he said. He said, listen, my beloved brethren. He said, has God not chosen who? The poor of this world to be what? Rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him. What I'm trying to say to you, brothers and sisters, whether you like it or not, accept it, is the truth of the word. Is that believers will not be in that level on top in this world. We will not be marked. You know, some people have started preaching Mark Zuckerberg and uh, the Tesla man and all of that. In this kingdom, mm -mm, in that kingdom, we are going to be giving cities as rich as those men are. They are not as rich as nations. Do you understand? In, when, when our kingdom becomes fully manifest, what did the Bible say? You have been faithful over little, rule over ten cities. And those cities are cities paved with gold, not cities with potholes. Are you getting it now? But this is the principle. The poor of this world are rich in faith and they are the heirs of the kingdom of God. But in this world, they will be despised. That's what is going to be. You see, if, if you find these things to understand, go and read the New Testament. The Old Testament showed us what it should be if all things were natural. The New Testament begins to divide between spiritual and what? Natural. That's, thank you, spiritual and physical, material. and That's why in the New Testament, you don't see anybody sharing testimony. Praise the Lord, I got married. You know why? Everybody in the New Testament who is a Christian is going for the marriage supper. We're all getting married to Jesus. That's why you don't see house dedication in the New Testament. We saw dedication of temple in the Old Testament. Did you see anyone? Why? In the New Testament, you and I are his temples. Do you understand? If you read the New Testament, you see the proper picture. They have divided the spiritual. So the wealth of the New Testament Christian is purely spiritual. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is, it is your, your humility. It is your joy. It's your peace. It's all of that. That's what they're talking about. Why? That is what separates us. Paul, the greatest apostle, how many jets did he have? Okay, how many donkeys did he have? Has anybody done as much work? He said, I'm reaping the fruit of my labor. Have you labored as much as Paul? How many donkeys did Paul have? They said he was mending tent. How many shops did he even have? He was, if he went to a place, he would do small part-time with them. Peter that we know, 
What, do you understand what I'm saying? These things are clear in the Bible. So when they begin to come and tell you that success or, or rather growth as a Christian is equal with material prosperity, it's not truth. It's not truth. It's confusing. Because if a brother were in a situation of trial, he would easily be convinced or deceived by the enemy to compromise. Because he's going to think, you know, I just listened a bit. And what this person was telling his people was just how they can become bigger, bigger, richer, on top, on top, on top. You're not telling them that in, in this process, the enemy wants to seize you, control you, put you in his pocket. So a lot of those people are on top, but they're in the devil's pocket. So they're fruitless, they're valueless, not, they are not adding value to Christianity. And that is why, because this, the understanding of what we're looking at, uh, birthright. You see, what is birthright, really? Birthright is what you were born for. Simple. Esau, being the first child of Isaac, is supposed to be the carrier of the heritage. So Abraham, Isaac, and what? Esau. That's what he was born for. So today, Jesus, or the Jews, all of us, will be descendants of what? Esau. That's what he was born for. That's his birthright. Okay? But when you miss your birthright, you can have prosperity on earth. But after you die, you expire. The reason, you see, the configuration of heaven. The Bible says, before I formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. So the design of heaven before you were released didn't work. So you're scrap. But when you fulfill your birthright, generations after, they'll still be tracing God's work through you. That's birthright. Because you see, before I became, I was thought, God thought of me before he made me. Birthright is when I'm now made, I walk in the path that he was thinking of when he made me. Is someone getting in But But if I miss it, I can still walk around and be big. You understand what I'm saying? I can be all of that, but I will no longer fit into God's intent. And thought before I was made. I become something that exists and then replaced and life continues. And the, the challenge of that is this. Let, let me show us the scripture since this is Bible study. Let me show something here. The challenge of that is that the natural man, not having understanding, prefers this second one. You know why? This second one is smoother. Hmm. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Let's open to Genesis 33. Genesis 33, looking at Esau. Verse 1, let's, from verse 1. It said, now Jacob lifted his eyes and looked, and there Esau was coming. And within were how many men? 400 men. Okay, now listen. I want to ask you, do you remember Abraham at the height of his prosperity? How many men did Abraham have? Three, 300 and something, right? So Esau was more materially prosperous because the value of men is like saying you are employed your company has 400 staff Abraham was rich in cattle and all of that and he had 318 staff this Esau now had 400 we are not counting those he left at home these are the ones he took to come and greet his brother this is convoy hallelujah 400 men so he, uh, what I'm trying to say to you is that he was bigger than Abraham out of divine agenda. He was out of divine agenda, yet materially, 
he was rich. Let's further see what, what happens there. In verse 9, when, when, when uh, Jacob was trying to do penance for, his, um, for, his, for what he did to him, for stealing his birthright, at that point, like we referred to on Sunday, Esau had said to himself, truly, birthright is nothing. I'm big. I'm bigger than everybody. That's what I was saying that people were teaching. I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm the richest. So in verse 9, when, when Esau was asking the brother, Jacob, he said, what do you mean by all these things? And the brother said, they're just gifts, just, you know, to just, uh, just for you. He said to him, he said to him, he said, I have enough. Give us message, any other translation. New King James reduced. He said, I have plenty of everything. He said, you, are, you need help. You're on your bed, right? I'm richer than you. He said, keep it for yourself. I seen it now. You can't compete with a natural man here. Praise the Lord. No, you can't. This is their place. My kingdom is not of this world. Herod, you have this time. Pilate, you have this time. Can, even to kill an ant, can you say in the name of Pilate, die? That's how valueless his name is. Herod, all of them. But from now to eternity, at the mention of that name, Jesus, what will happen? Every knee shall bow. But then, Pilate's name will cause people to shiver. That's it. So, Esau prospered. He was rich, richer. In fact, if you go further down, okay, let, let, let me still show you that. Joshua 24, verse 4. So, you begin to see the division between the spiritual and the natural, between these two kings. In Joshua, uh, yeah, Joshua 24, verse 4, please. J- Joshua 24, 4. The, the Bible says, it says to Esau, I gave the mountains of Seir to possess. Okay? Joshua 24, 4, whenever you find it. He said to Esau, God, God speaking concerning Esau. Okay, he said Isaac, I gave two sons, uh, Jacob and Esau. And then he said to Esau, I gave the mountains of Seir to possess. So he gave him property. He gave him location. He gave him his own. Are you with me? And then to Jacob, if you have your Bible open, and to Jacob, you know what he gave Jacob? He said to Jacob and his children, they went down to Egypt to become slaves. So the man of this world was established. While the man of the spirit was still entering nursery school. He said to Jacob and his children, what did they do? They went down to Egypt. They were, and God told Abraham, your descendants shall be what? Slaves in a foreign land. Meanwhile, this one that had missed God's purpose was being settled. Because God had no use for him. So he, unquote, blessed him. The one he had use for, he was training him. Some of you are undergoing training and you're envying those that have been discharged. Went down to Egypt, not for 10 days, not for 10 years, 400. Whereas Esau, Edom was there prospering. Why? Because God had said, I have no use for this one. When you understand these things, you can have a peace. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus, somebody. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. I'm an, I'm an heir of this kingdom. How does that song go again? Thank God I'm an heir of the kingdom. 
Yes, we, 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 must, we must really thank God that we are heirs of this kingdom. Okay, this evening, our time is long gone already. I want us to look at one more account and then we, we pray of how some of these things are prayed. Come with me to Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18 from verse 1. Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre as he was sitting on the tender in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tender to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I'll bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by. Inasmuch as you have come to your servant, they said, do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, where is Sarah your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah your wife shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. May the Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. We want to look at another account where a man, now on the other side of it, Esau made a mistake. But where a man seized an opportunity, praise the Lord, where a man was sensitive in the spirit to know that what was happening around him was a normal, it was a natural. The, the first line says, verse 18, chapter 18, verse 1, the first line says, the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day, Okay. So this is what was happening, okay? But in verse 2, let's see what actually was happening. What was happening in his zone. He lifted his eyes and looked. What did he see? He saw three men. But what was happening there? The Lord was appearing to him. Put the two verses together. One, verse 1 says, the Lord appeared to him. And verse 2 says, he saw three men. Part of what we are learning is that some things that look like this here is like that there. And discernment, spiritual sensitivity, is to know that when it's like this here, it is like that what? The Lord appeared to him. He lifted up his eyes and saw three men. Brother, if you're sitting in front of your house and you see three men passing by, nah, ototo man. Eh? Ekale. Ekaro. You know, you greet them and they pass, is it not? But if you knew it was the Lord that was appearing with you, to you, will you allow them to pass by? That's what we want to learn. Praise the Lord. The ability to be in the natural and connect to what the Spirit is doing. So during this fasting, God will take you higher. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
It was Julius that said it was a little boy that said, your son has come. And he held on to it. There are many things little children have told us that we didn't even hear. But whereas it was God speaking to us. You get it? He said, the Lord appeared to him. And then he lifted his eyes and he saw three men. When he saw them, he ran. This man was 99 years plus at this time. 99-year-old man began to run. Why? Because something was telling him, this is not natural. I think Pastor Chris was saying when we're raising money for the, uh, making the announcement, not raising money for the program. He says, these opportunities don't come all the time. There are some things that are seasonal. Praise the Lord. There are some things that are seasonal. You know, you know um, okay, I should have said this earlier, so I still say it because it will help someone. While during the praise and worship, the, the, the Lord was asking me if I have any, um, if I'm aware of any embassy, you know, people who, when they come to Nigeria, or you both real or you both people, when they come to Nigeria, do you notice that when they come here, you know what they like about us here? What fascinates them most is not what looks like their country. There's a family we know that um, the, the, the man's son is marrying, is marrying a Swedish or a Greek, Greek, Greek lady, Greek young girl. And he said when they go to the village, whereas the sons will be doing Ajebo, this Oyubo girl will want to go where they are cooking with firewood eh? and those big pots. And it just fascinates her. You know, she's excited. You know, she wants to tire up her. She wants to do all of that. You know why? She knows where she's coming from. When you and I know the kingdom we are from, humility won't be a problem. Do you understand? You see those ambassadors. I've said it here. She'll wear target. That British ambassador is the American ambassador. She'll wear Ankara, the target one, the one that wash and fade. Eh? But you see our own local people. They are the ones that want Hollandis. The one that can afford Hollandis because she knows that this whole Nigeria where I am, I'm gone. It's a show. Let's do the show. So she'll just wait and be, you know, humoring everybody. Do you understand? You see, you, you just need to catch this thing. I'm, not, I'm from there. I'm just operating here for a season. Do you understand? This is what the missionaries understood. That's why they will leave everything they had and come here. But when you see a man trying to use Christianity to build a kingdom here, he does not have a kingdom there. He doesn't. Anyway, so Abraham, 99 years, God appeared to him in the form of three men and something said to him, these are not normal visitors. We're going to do quite a bit of praying tonight, you know, with the little time we have. These are not normal visitors. And we saw him, he gets up, he gets up, says, if I've now found favor on your side, do not pass on by your servant. Let's read that. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. I'll bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your heart. And after that, you may pass by. Then they said to him, do as you have said. Abraham hurried into the tent, quickly made ready three measures of uh, meal kneaded and make cakes and Abraham ran to the head took a tender and good calf gave it to a young man and he hastened to prepare it 
So he took the butter and the milk and the calf which he had prepared, set it before them, and stood by them under the tree as they ate. I want you to picture this. While they were eating, old man Abraham, 99, he's not Okon. Neither is he Samson. Do you understand? He stood by them as they ate. Spiritual sensitivity. That's what we want to pray tonight. Amen? And while they were eating, they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? Note here. They said to him, Where is what? So the men asked him, Where is Sarah, your wife? He answered, Look at verse, 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 verse 10 and see who spoke again. The men asked for Sarah. God said, Certainly I will return. I don't know how this thing interplays. But we want to enter into that place where you and I will seize every opportunity. Are you getting it? We seize every opportunity. That's why in this time we are fasting. We will not fast, you know, like the Jews. Isaiah 58, if we have time, we're going to go through. You have to read it so that in this fasting, we don't try to be spiritual and be wicked physically. You understand? The, 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 the Bible says, is this a fast that I've chosen? A day to, to, to afflict your souls and oppress your servants. Do you understand? That, th- th- those are people who don't understand the connection. So we are fasting, yes, we are denying the flesh and releasing the spirit. But in that same environment, in that same scenario, we are also being sensitive. Are you understanding? To love, to be generous, to be kind, to, to humble ourselves. So that we do not miss the opportunity that is coming even in the fast. Praise the Lord. Yes. Because all, all of it is connected. That's what I wanted us to see from you. Every one of it is connected. So when you come to 1 Corinthians 2. Let, let's go to 1 Corinthians 2 from verse 12. 1 Corinthians 2, 12. Okay. I, I'm already there. It, it says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us, what? By God. It said, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with what? We want to get where we are able to interpret spiritual things. Praise the Lord. Where you just know that this thing is not normal. I mean, there is really nothing normal, like we said on Sunday. Everything we do here has, you know, ramifications on that side. But there are seasons that are very special. There are conversations you have with somebody. I've shared the testimony with you, just like what our sister was trying to teach the children. Many years ago, I went to Lagos at a time where, you know, we had come from uh, Lagos to Abuja to start the church. I had no job. It was my wife that was making the small money we were using to eat. And we're doing the church, you know. I was looking for a job. So things were really hard. Things were really, really hard. And I went to Lagos to the church where we came from in Lagos. And the pastor looked at me. I came to beg him for monitor. Just one. So that we can use it in our big auditorium of 18 people. That monitor, my friend told me that they only use it Thanksgiving Sundays. And they use it during, when, during the second offering. When they are counting money. So they take it to where they are counting money. So that he should easily give it to me. You understand now? It was a um, pastor. Pastor Chinedeza Kweseli. Obi's husband. So I went to this pastor to beg him for that one monitor. And he finished laughing at me. And when he finished he said I hear you are driving. Uh, your wife is driving V-boot. Cruising V-boot. That time that statement 
should hurt me. I don't know how by the Spirit, the Spirit entered me and did not allow me to answer like a man. I said, yes, amen. It was not up to three months that my wife started driving V-Boot. In Abuja, cruising V-Boot. Just like he said. He didn't say it out of love. Whatever reason that made him say it, it was God speaking to me. I get in there. And the grace and the mercy of God allowed me to download it spiritually. I get in what I'm saying. Some of us people will tell us things or have told us things. If you're not careful, you miss the opportunity. Do you know Pharaoh said to Moses, you will never see my face again. Thank God Moses said to him, you will not also see my face. Moses didn't say, what do you mean? You will see me tomorrow. You know why? Because after that night, they were gone. Spiritual things, spiritual sensitivity. You just know that this word they're speaking is not ordinary. Praise the Lord. So it says, comparing spiritual word with spiritual. I said, but verse 14 says, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them. Some of us, people have disappointed us. People have insulted us. People have said some things to us. And if you take it as a natural man, you respond wrongly. But if they say those things and you take it, say, I will never help. Every time you're coming to beg me, I will never give you again. You say, it is all right. Thank you for the one you've done. Next time I'll be the one giving you. Don't say that, but you can say it in your heart. But do you understand what I'm saying? Don't say, ah, but what do you mean? And start, no, leave it. Do you understand? That's spiritual things. There is a world out there beyond our world. Do you understand? And they are watching what is going on. They're interested. They're looking at what is going on. So it says the natural man cannot understand these things. Why? Because they're what? Spiritually discerned. Just like Esau could not understand what is, you know, birthright, food, and all of that. What does he have to do? But he later saw. He later saw what it was. So verse 15 says, but he who is what? Spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. He said, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So our first prayer tonight is, Lord, give us the sensitivity to rightly judge all things. To judge my trials and my triumphs. To judge my you know, difficulties and my abundances. To judge them. That was what distinguished Joseph in Egypt. That's what set him apart. He, he was able to rightly manage his adversity. If Joseph entered that prison like a carnal man, he would have been a very wicked man. Because he would say being good doesn't pay. I came here as a slave. I saw Potiphar. Everybody would have known his story. Just like some of us are going about. Lamenting. Every day you wake up, you're lamenting. You will remain in lamentations. Everywhere you go. My trouble, my trouble. What they did to me, what they did to me. Joseph went into prison like someone who was on excursion. He entered prison like someone who was a supervisor. In the morning, he'll be going around. Hey, what's wrong? Why are you downcast? What happened? You've not eaten? Oh, no. You can't eat the food. Just manage it. It's only for his sins. That's what he was going about. Is that what he should do? He was not natural. He was interpreting the moment. He knew that this place, they may call it prison naturally, but it's my launching pad. 
He traded on that opportunity. It was from that prison that he got a child of God. Can they recommend you out of your pain? Or is the only thing coming out of your pain guileness and bitterness and anger? What's coming out of your pain? Out of his pain, they were still able to tell Pharaoh, there is a man you need to meet. No matter what you go through in life, don't allow your testimony to be clouded by that circumstance. You're bigger than that. Praise the Lord. Let's rise and our faith. Pray for yourself. He who is spiritual judges all things. Lord, give me the grace to rightly interpret my pain or my gain, my trial or my triumph, my disappointment or my excitement. It doesn't matter what it is. I am I, I, understanding now that this is not all there is. Lord, help me in this season as we wait on you as a church, as the Father's church waits on you. Lord, help me. Help me. Help us as a people. Help us as a church. Give us wisdom. Give us wisdom. Just like you did for Abraham. That visitation, Abraham did not miss it. Lord, tonight, help me. Lord, I come to say I need spiritual understanding. I want to be able to know what you're doing and to be a part of it. They sang the song and says, whatever you're doing in this season, Lord, please don't do it without me. He's doing something. God is working. Even as a country, God is doing something. And he has said, some of us here, he has called to be men and women he's going to use to accomplish his purpose for this nation. Ask the Lord, help me. Let me be aware. Let me be aware. Let me be aware. Let me be responsive. Let me rightly interpret what you're doing. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Begin to pray. Ask the Lord, Lord, reveal to me my environment. Abraham saw three men, but they were God to him. Lord, who is this man in front of me? Who is this woman by my side? Who is that my neighbor? Maybe a, an in-law, maybe a relative, maybe a business partner. Who is this person, Lord? Who are they? Is there somebody I should go and bless? Is there somebody I should reconcile with? Is there somebody I should apologize to? Where, Lord, help me. Let me not miss what you're doing. I want to hear the Bible says Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw three men but in his spirit he saw God father help me no matter what my physical eyes see bear witness to my spirit is there somebody I should honor that I've dishonored is there somebody I should I should I, sh I should bring clothes that are pushed away because it doesn't look like me because he doesn't have what I have is my answer there am I despising my brother or my sister that you have sent Lord help me help me Lord help me Lord help me Lord I'm a citizen of the spiritual kingdom. Give me wisdom, Lord.
Help me. Give me uncommon strength for what matters. We are praying. Ask for uncommon strength and vitality for what matters. At 99 years, Abraham began to run. Run like a small boy. Run to the herd. Find a small, a small lamb. Run there and bring bread. Run. 99 years. Lord, give me zeal for what matters. Not, I cannot faint now. Some of us have served the Lord in time past. But now we are slowing down. I will not slow down at the hour of my visitation. Abraham did not slow down. <laughs> Abraham fired up. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The zeal of my father's house has eaten me up. Lord, I receive a fresh baptism of zeal. For what matters? Lord, for what matters? I will not be foolish. I will not be slow. I will not faint. I will not backslide. Concerning the work of your kingdom. Oh Lord my God. Renew my zeal. Renew my zeal. Like Abraham at 99. Let me run if I need to run. Let me serve and stand by the side and watch the men eat. Because I know that this is not ordinary. All the years of Abraham. He had waited for that moment. And he didn't miss it. You will not miss your own. You will not miss your moment. Lord, renew my zeal. Renew my zeal in your worship and in your dedication. Lord, help me. Help me. Let me not faint. Let me not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, there is a reaping. For in due season, do not allow me to grow weary. For in due season, ah, brothers, you know how long I've been doing this. Sisters, you know how long I've been doing this. Let some other people do it. Child of God, how old are you? How long have you done it? Our Lord Jesus ever lived to make intercessions for us. He's been praying before you were born. He's still praying even now and after many years. And he's making intercessions for you. You will not faint. You will not grow weary. Lord, help me. 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 I want to be wise. In the name of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, 15, 16 and 17. is the same line of prayer. We'll just take that and I'll step aside. I know that many of us are fasting. He said, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. What was his request? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him brothers and sisters it was this spirit that made abraham know that these are not ordinary men this thing looks like what god is doing this thing looks like god i can see something about god in this situation i can see something about god here i can see something about god here. let me share with you another testimony many years ago also when we came to abuja then i think it was my wife that was doing school run that morning in this height 
of our hardship and difficulty. She drove past, uh, I think, a man and the children. Mommy, she need to help me. A woman and the children. She was, they were not going to where she was going to. And at that stage in our lives, even every, fuel, every liter of well mattered. She reversed, it was in the morning, and picked them and took them to where they were going. I think when she was dropping the woman, the woman said, God said to tell you that this season, this season you are going through, I'm about to restore. And nothing that happened now will look like what you're about to see. What if she didn't give that woman the ride? Do you understand what I'm talking about? She had passed that morning school run. You remember Mother F bus? That was the bus then. School run. Didn't know, just reverse something, said, pick this woman. I want you to pray. Lord, give me revelation in this season. Let me know what you're doing. Open my eyes. Let me know when your word comes. Let me know when your messenger comes. Let me know when my healing comes. Let me know when my deliverance comes. Let me know when my engagement comes. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. Let me have wisdom. Some of us are so worldly wise and so worldly astute, but we are not sensitive to spiritual things. In this season, Lord, help us. Help us, Lord. Open our eyes, O oh Lord. Give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I belong to another kingdom. Let me operate with the signals of my kingdom, of my real kingdom. Talking about the embassy staff here. They don't go anywhere. They don't travel unless they get clearance from their home country. Lord, help me. I'm not here by myself. I belong to another kingdom. I receive sensitivity. I will be cooperative to the things of the kingdom where I come from. I receive your grace. I receive your grace. I receive your grace. I receive understanding. I receive insight. Help me, Lord. 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 As you talk to the Lord, I want to read out the fast that the Lord has chosen. He says, Is this not the fast, Isaiah 58, verse 6, that I've chosen to lose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free? And that you break every yoke. Is it not to share our bread with the hungry? And that we bring to our house the poor who are cast out. When we see the naked that we cover him. And not hide ourselves from our own flesh. It says then shall our light break forth like the morning. And our healing shall spring forth speedily. And our righteousness shall go before us. And the glory of the Lord shall be our ray God. Then we shall call and the Lord will answer. Then we shall cry and he will say here I am. If we take away the yoke from our midst, the pointing of the finger and the speaking of wickedness, if we extend our soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, 
Then shall our light dawn in the darkness, and our darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord then will guide us continually and satisfy our soul in drought and strengthen our bones. We shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among us shall build the old waste places. We shall ra raise up the foundations of many generations and shall be called the repairer of the bridge, the restorer of streets to dwell in. If we turn away our food from the Sabbath, from doing our pleasure on his holy day and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing our own things, not finding our own pleasure, not speaking our own words. Then we shall delight ourselves in the Lord, and he will cause us to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed, our, feed us with the heritage of Jacob, our father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Thank you, our father. We give you praise and glory as we receive grace to walk in this. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, off Banex Guarampa Expressway, near Next Cash and Carry, Abuja, 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31-588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at tfatherschurch. Also on Instagram, the Father Church. God bless you.